Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast aimed at intermediate to advanced level English learners. Although most people like to spend their vacations visiting historical sites or sunbathing on the beach, some people choose to visit dangerous and terrifying places. Would you travel to a war zone, a country that arrests visitors, or a place with a high crime rate? Let's talk about it on this episode of Thinking in English. But first, make sure you follow the Thinking in English Instagram page, Thinking in English podcast, or the link is in the description, and it's full of great vocabulary content. And you definitely should look at my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog, for all of the transcripts and some bonus content. Here is today's vocabulary list. As always, the written list is available in the description of the podcast and also on my blog, thinkinginenglish.blog. Evacuee. Evacuee. An evacuee is someone who is evacuated from a dangerous place, especially during a war. For example, thousands of evacuees crossed the border to safety. Naively. Naively. This adverb means in a way that shows you are willing to believe that life is pleasant and fair, even if it's not. For example, naively, I turned up to the event without a ticket, thinking it would be easy to get in. Hostage. Hostage. A hostage is someone who is taken as a prisoner by an enemy in order to force the other people involved to do what the enemy wants. As in, she was taken hostage by the gunmen. Infamous. Infamous. Famous for something bad. For example, this town is infamous for being home to a murderer. Catch all. Catch all. A catch all term is something that is general and intended to include everything. For instance, indigestion is a catch all term for any kind of stomach distress. Macabre. Macabre. Used to describe something that is very dangerous and unpleasant because it is connected with death or violence. As in, she has a pretty macabre sense of humour. To risk. To risk. To risk means to do something although there is a chance of a bad result. As in, he risked losing his house when his company went bankrupt. Abduction. Abduction. Abduction is the act of taking a person away by force. For example, the abduction took place in front of several helpless witnesses. The news cycle for the last two weeks has been dominated by the tragic events of Afghanistan and Western countries' attempts to evacuate their citizens and refugees. I've already recorded two episodes on this, 
which you can check out by looking on my blog or in the description of this podcast. But today's episode is quite different. Amongst the thousands of stories being told about Afghanistan, one stood out to me in particular. Miles Routledge, a 21-year-old university student from the UK, was evacuated from Afghanistan along with thousands of other people. However, unlike most of the other evacuees, Miles was not a diplomat, security contractor, soldier, charity worker, or a dual citizen of the UK and Afghanistan. Nor was he a refugee. Instead, he was a tourist. While most people choose to vacation by the beach or go sightseeing in developed cities, he chose to visit Afghanistan because he enjoys dark and extreme tourism. In fact, he chose to visit Kabul after searching online for the most dangerous cities to visit. Now, this is the opposite of what most people do. Although it was clear the Taliban was growing stronger and the USA had already announced its intention to leave the country, he still naively travelled to one of the most dangerous places on the planet. The UK government actually strongly advises against travelling to most parts of Afghanistan, saying that there is a high threat from terrorism and specific methods of attack are evolving and increasing in sophistication. Well, actually, I should say now they completely uh, advise against any travel to Afghanistan. But this was the advice when he, uh, Miles Routledge decided to travel. And at the time he decided to travel, the US State Department warned that there was a risk of kidnapping, hostage taking, military combat operations, landmines, banditry, armed rivalry between political and tribal groups, militant attacks, direct and indirect fire, suicide bombings, and insurgent attacks, including attacks using vehicle-borne or other improvised explosive devices. And that is a direct quote from their website. So, doesn't sound like the safest or the nicest place to visit, right? He is not the first or only tourist to choose international danger zones as their travel destination and then find themselves in a serious problem. Another British citizen, uh, YouTube vlogger Jolie King, was arrested in Iran in 2019 for flying a drone in the capital Tehran. She was kept in an infamous prison where prisoners are said to be abused, electrocuted and beaten. In 2010, another British tourist called Andrew Barber was accused of spying by Iran and spent 58 days in that same prison. What did he do wrong? Well, he took a picture of a sunset, or actually a sunrise, and unfortunately that sunrise was close to a power plant, and when the police checked his documentation, they found that he had previously worked in Iraq, which is a regional rival of Iran. Why do people travel to such dangerous places? Well, we need to talk about a few different types of tourism. This kind of tourism can be called dark tourism, or more specifically danger tourism. 
Now, I'm going to try and explain the difference between the two. And most people who like dark tourism would say that danger tourism is completely different. But I've decided to talk about them together because if you were to read a newspaper or a magazine or any kind of article, they tend to you know, describe people traveling to Afghanistan as dark tourists. So according to the UN World Tourism Organization, the number of people traveling abroad doubled between 1999 and 2016. Although most people choose a more traditional or typical location for a vacation, this does not appeal to everyone. Dark tourism is a catch-all term that includes sites of major atrocities like Auschwitz or Cambodia's killing fields. Nuclear disaster zones such as Chernobyl in Ukraine and the Fukushima Daiichi power plant in Japan. And other strange locations like the house where OJ Simpson's ex-wife was killed in the USA. In general, dark tourism is considered to be travel to places that are in some way connected to death and disaster. YouTube is full of videos of tourists traveling to such places, and now cheap flights make it easy for people to actually visit. Now, it is important to realize that we are all dark tourists, at least to some extent. Humans are always interested in the macabre, the Berlin Wall in Germany, the 9-11 memorial in New York, the catacombs of Paris or the Peace Park in Hiroshima, Japan, are all examples of potential places associated with dark tourism. Dark tourism includes a vast range of different types of places, some directly connected to death, like the mausoleum of Lenin in Moscow, where you can actually see his preserved body. And some places are more indirect, like tours of volcanoes, which might be associated with disaster. In fact, it's probably easier to define dark tourism by saying what it is not. Mainstream tourist activities like sunbathing, sports activities and most museums and art galleries are not included in dark tourism. Unless, of course, they include some kind of dark element. At the more extreme end of dark tourism, we have what is called danger tourism. Unlike normal dark tourism where people choose to visit places connected to danger, but are not actually risking themselves, such as visiting the ruins of Pompeii in Italy, danger tourists actively choose to risk their lives, their health, and their freedom for their own enjoyment. Places like the Road of Death, real name North Youngest Road, in Bolivia, or Mount Hua in China, are incredibly dangerous, but still attract numerous travellers who want to experience the, the danger. The Road of Death has been in quite a few TV shows as well. Um, and it's called the Road of Death because hundreds of people have died on this incredibly narrow road high up in the mountains. And Mount Hua is similar, although it's a path 
where you walk, but again, it's very, very narrow and high up in the mountains. Swimming with sharks, running with bulls, skiing down active volcanoes. The way people have fun and enjoy themselves is changing and becoming more dangerous. What we are talking about with Miles Routledge is the most extreme form of danger tourism. Travelling into an active war zone. Similar are people who travel to places known for high risks of abductions for foreigners, like Afghanistan. Uh, areas with other terrifyingly high crime risks, like parts of Brazil's big cities or certain parts of Africa. Or countries known to target and arrest foreign visitors, such as North Korea and Iran. Many enthusiasts of dark tourism believe that there is an important distinction between dark tourist activities, like visiting Auschwitz, and danger tourism, like visiting Kabul in the middle of the Taliban's takeover. Danger tourism made headlines around the world in 2016, when US tourist Otto Warmbier was jailed in North Korea for stealing a propaganda poster. He was eventually released by the country after suffering a severe neurological injury while in prison, and he passed away in 2017 due to his injuries. Why do people want to travel to clearly dangerous places? Well, there are a few reasons, and everyone is different, so everyone has different reasons. Some people want to visit a society completely opposite to the one they live in like North Korea's totalitarian state, where you can see uh, strange organized uh, parades and dances, or posters um, showing US soldiers killing children, right? These kinds of things you find in North Korea and nowhere else. People are also attracted by places described as mysterious, hostile, forbidden, and even dangerous. On YouTube, um, I can't remember the YouTuber's name, but I watched a video a few years ago of someone trying to travel to every country in the world. And some places, uh, especially in Central Asia or in Central Africa, are really, really difficult to visit. They don't want people to visit. And I guess the fact that these countries don't want tourists makes some people really curious, you know, they... Why? Why do they not want tourists? Other people are driven to travel to dangerous locations for education or learning. So I know a few people who have actually traveled to North Korea in the past. Um, I think I know more than most people would. <laughs> and almost all of these people were motivated by the fact we don't know much about that country in the West. And what we do know is from probably a little biased uh, TV shows or books. So here is today's final thought. This episode has tried to introduce the concepts of dark and danger tourism. While most of us choose to spend our vacation in safe places and go sightseeing in established locations, some people are different. Some people actively seek out dangerous locations that most of us would choose to avoid if possible. And I think it's important to distinguish between dark and danger tourism. 
while dark tourists are interested in places connected to death or danger, danger tourists choose to risk their safety and even their lives. Have you ever traveled to a dangerous place? Would you like to visit somewhere like Afghanistan or North Korea? I'm aware that I have listeners from all over the world, including quite a few people from Iran. I've mentioned Iran a few times as a dangerous place for tourists, but is this true? Do you think it is wrong to describe an entire country as dangerous? What do you think? Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review or rating, recommend it to your friends, or let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is Thinking in English Podcast. The link should be in the description.、Uh, and make sure you check out the Thinking in English blog. I love hearing from listeners, and I really appreciate all of the messages I have received over the past few months. Feel free to send me a message or know, give me some advice or recommend a topic. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time.